get this, Canmore was one of Canada's fastest growing communities over the past four years, almost 15% growth. So it continues to become bigger. Is it becoming better? And, you know, if you think about it, right outside of the gates of Banff National Park, uh, a protected area, and it's a very important area for wildlife in our province. So how do you balance those two, this rapid development and growth with the importance of the environment in the same area? Can it be done? We're going to have a chat now with uh, Gareth Thompson. Gareth is the executive director of the Biosphere Institute of the Bow Valley. Gareth, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time today. Well, you're certainly welcome. Nice to be here. You know, it's such a beautiful part of the province, extremely popular. So on on top of the residents and the increase in residents and developments, it's an increasing spot for tourism, of course. So many people flock to the region. All of it, bottom line, means a whole lot more people in the Bow Valley year over year over year. So... What does that mean? What kind of an impact are you seeing on the area so far? Well, you know, um, uh, for years now, uh, we've been proud of uh, our reputation um, internationally, actually, as kind of the gold standard when it comes to um, figuring out this uh, calculus around uh, human-wildlife coexistence. And uh, 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 I think there's a very... um, Although that's a great thing to be able to boast, and, and lots of associations have held their meetings here to kind of study our methods, as it were. Um, you know, we just to keep to keep that gold standard, we're going to need to do certain things in the face of uh, the kind of the twin challenges of increased development and increased recreation. Um, now we know why there's so many people down there. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful, and people love to be in the mountains, and it's a glorious little town. Um, what about? its importance for wildlife is it is it is there something about it that makes it more important than another region for example what what does it mean to wildlife that area of the province oh well that's a that's a great question so humans uh love the bow valley for the same reason that wild animals like to spend time in the bow valley you know it's a valley bottom it's warm it's flat uh, you can move around readily, whether you're a human being on a mountain bike or whether you're a, um, an adolescent grizzly bear trying to make its way in the world and travel from Kananaskis country to the to Banff National Park through this valley. And it's just imperative that we uh, keep the keep keep that travel uh, an option for the humans, of course, which we won't have any cha- any cha- challenge there. But it's a, it's a bigger challenge um, to keep it uh, available for the wildlife. You know, you make a really good point. Like, we talk about development and new housing and things like that, and that's one part of it. But with all the increased activity in the area, I imagine it spreads far beyond what we would call the town, right, with people using the area for recreation, as you say, mountain biking, hiking, whatever the case may be. So you've probably got an impact that goes far beyond, quote-unquote, town limits, right? Well, that's right. So, look, um, uh, we have uh, the province of Alberta in... uh, 2017, kind of connected with the death of a really popular grizzly bear, Bear 148, which some people listening might know about. We lost that bear, um, and uh, the province of Alberta created this cool thing called the Roundtable on Human-Wildlife Coexistence. came out with recommendations in 2018, and, and we're very hopeful um, that provinces just now, just recently, reconvened that Roundtable. We saluted for that, and uh, uh, those guidelines, those 2018 guidelines, do need to be re- revisited. Recreation, this huge pressure, this huge new pressure 
called recreation needs to be considered, and we need to go to go to work on implementing those recommendations. Kananaskis country, just to ourselves, um, uh, received 5.3 million visitors last year, um, which is up, uh, it's a, that's doubled in, uh, wow. in just a few years. And, uh, and that's tremendous pressure. And, you know, look, if I can just tell a little story. So I'm a mountain biker. I'm a trail runner. I love being out there like so many other people. Yeah. And, uh, and just recently, and I think this, this story illustrates kind of, it captures what we're talking about. So I was on a run with my dog, dog on a leash, had bear spray. I was shouting, yo, bear, as we, as we do, just to try and, you know, avoid that, um, uh, you know, having a, uh, taking a, a wild animal by surprise, which yeah. we try not to do, right? And so running along the trail, and I noticed right just, to, just beside the trail, this huge elk, this huge cow elk lying on its back, looked like it was still alive were it not for the kind of the gory ribs sticking into the sky. And I could realize, I realized, and I, my dog was sniffing around like crazy, uh, this, and we could see where this elk had been killed. And uh, by something very large, very powerful, I was like, oh my gosh. Here's hoping it's not a grizzly bear because they will defend their kill and that won't go well for us. I looked up there walking towards me was a huge mountain lion. First first wow. mountain lion or cougar. First cougar I'd ever seen. Gut was distended with meat walking towards me. And then it would look off to its left. I'm like, okay, so how come I'm not under attack by this <laughs> giant killer feline? And then so I looked to where it was looking and watching the cougar was a tall white long-legged wolf, the first wolf I'd ever seen. And both the cougar, the cougar had killed the elk. The wolf wanted to get at the, the elk uh, carcass. I was sitting right on top of the elk carcass, having some personal security issues, and I left, so I left the area. And I left them to it. And um, the thing, that was in the Bow Valley. And I, the, here's, I want to make two points. One is that there probably isn't anyone listening who wouldn't love to have that kind of experience or see a cougar or sure. a wolf in the wild. And um, the other point I would make is that unless we, unless we, 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 uh, we look after this ecosystem with functioning wildlife corridors that make sense, with kind of um, a respectful recreational, recreationalist to stay away from um, kind of closed areas or uh, wildlife corridors. Or, um, so unless we, we're going to kill the, you know, the, the prospect, the real, very real possibility is killing the goose that laid the golden egg. When it comes to um, keeping the wild in 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 this wild valley, and uh, we really have to be, you know, we have to. It, it will require more work and uh, more focus um, if we're going to get this right. Will it get to a point, Gareth? And I assume it has to, where development will have to be halted. I know there's been some projects where the residents of Canmore have banded together and said, no, we don't want to see this development. We want to protect the area. Does it get to a point where development just isn't an option? I mean, it's gone as far as it can in order to have that peaceful coexistence you're talking about? Well, um, that depends on who you talk to. But uh, I just saw an article by uh, in the Global Mail on the weekend, and the mayor of Canmore, it basically says there's only, well, in fact, I've got it right here. There, quote, there is only a limited amount of developable land in Canmore, and with that comes an effective limitation on the number of people that can actually live here. And I, and I agree with that, and I believe in that. You know, I was... Um, uh, I once served on Camor Town Council and was meeting with the, the, a colleague, uh, uh, with the MD of Bighorn, our, our local uh, municipality, and I was, I was, uh, and she was a wonderful. He was a little old lady called Lorraine Fraser. Love her to bits, and, and but she was very much, um, she, uh, if you will, she was a little old school, 
And, uh, or she had, you know, the same sort of attitudes that lots and lots of people still have in Alberta and in the Bow Valley. She was like, you know, she, she looked at me at one point and said, Gareth, where do you live? And sensing a trap but not knowing how to dodge it, I, I said, I said, well, well, I, mean, I live down in the Larch area of, of Canmore. And, uh, and she said, that she, then she pounced on me and said, aha, well, I used to ride my, my horse down there. And now, Gareth, you tell me that you've moved here and that you claim that place to, to live. But you tell me that we have to restrict um, other future residents that live here. And she, she kind of had me except for I had a card up my sleeve and I, and I played that card. I said, Lorraine, should we just give ourselves permission to develop this valley until there's houses all over the valley bottom and climbing up as high as we yeah. can go on the slopes of the of the mountains because you know what uh with that population air quality would go down our quality of life would go down and we would have destroyed the very thing that attracted us here in the first place and ain't nobody wants that so yes we do need limits we do need to restrict our activities and we do need to kind of come up with that balance that you talked about at the beginning. Yeah, yeah you're, I, I agree 100%. Gareth, uh, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining us. You're certainly welcome. That is Gareth Thompson, who is the Executive Director of the Biosphere Institute of the Bow Valley, and I think he, you know, that's the perfect way to put a button on this. You talk about why. Why is it so popular? Why are so many people, you know, spending time in that area and buying property in that area? Well, it's because it's in the mountains, you know, in that mountain environment, and at some point that scale will tip if you continue with the development to the point where it loses that wilderness feel, then it's it's lost, as he said, you know, it's the goose that lays the golden egg.